The man who discovered the blood moons is here with us. This is not good. This is one bucket wow. of pancakes. The man of the toupee. He's on the front page of New York There's no respect for white European males anymore. Hey everyone, this is the Spin Doctrines Podcast. The podcast about propaganda and the people who peddle it. I'm Travis Reyes, who was doing that good Rob Zombie impersonation mere seconds ago. And I'm here with my co-host. I'm Kenny Van. And I'm Amador Salazar. Yeah. Also impressed by Rob Zombie impersonation. You are the Static X guy, who was his brother. I learned that yesterday for some random what? reason. The lead singer for Static X. He's Rob Zombie's brother. <laughs> what the fuck? You're making this shit up. I'm not making it up. That's what this episode's about, actually. <laughs> nice. You, you can Google it right now while I'm entering the episode, because it's real. Like, Amador looks like a fool. Uh, let me tell you what we're going to talk about today, boys and ghouls. Because it is the witching season, a.k.a. Hubie Halloween time, a.k.a. AKA Halloween time. Having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> and today we're uh, doing a Halloween episode about the satanic panic of... The 1980s and the 1990s. Um, do either of you have any familiarity with the Satanic Panic or parents that were, you know, overly religious? I had parents that were overly religious, but uh, Satan uh, wasn't uh, uh, an issue. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> what? It makes it sound right. like your parents like murdered Satan. Yeah, my parents were religious, but yeah, Satan wasn't an issue, <laughs> if you know what I mean. I kind of remember seeing it like on uh, like crime shows about murders. There's a lot of like weird. I like remember some guy in a leather jacket hosting unsolved mysteries, walking up to like a tree with a pentagram carved into it. I also know there's like a lot of like talk about like Dungeons and Dragons and then that come out in like the eighties and that was the big yeah. Satan. Yeah, so I'll kinda of get into like what was sort of like the cause of the initial thing and then I'm gonna cover uh three kind of of the big cases that kind of you know, encapsulated kind of it at its peak. But for me I have my uh my dad's parents are like these weird 
rich white hillbillies that live in like Arkansas. And they go to like one of those like snake handling, like fucking talking tongue churches. Like one of the cool oh, churches. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're one of those wild Baptist churches. Dude, I was like really into church because I'd go there for like two weeks every summer. And I was like, dude, this is what church is. <laughs> this fucking rules. Because they go to, they're the people that were going to church like three nights a week. So when I'm there, and when you're 10, just seeing some people hold like snakes and like, have seizures on the ground and speaking in tongues and just like dancing. It was rad. It ruled. They, they're playing like weird, like, Oh brother, where art thou? Like bluegrass gospel music. And I was like, this place is fucking awesome. But then the, uh, then the pastor went up and he was like, Oh, your pets are going to go to hell because they have no souls. And also like you go to hell if you wear like Michael Jordan brand sneakers, because it's like worshiping a false God. And I was like, Religion's and lame he was now. Look- <laughs> and he was looking right at you, right? Probably. He probably knew. <laughs> but yeah, so my grandparents were kind of like the freak religions who were terrified of uh, Satan. And they thought like Power Rangers was Satan. They thought like the Ninja Turtles were Satan. <laughs> they thought like all I'm the kidding. shit I wanted to play with when I was a kid was Satan. And they made me watch like Veggie Tales, which... If you think about it, it is way more satanic because it's sentient vegetables praising Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Veggie Tales is like a Christian thing? Oh yeah. <laughs> what, did oh, you, what did you think That's it was? Fun, <laughs> I thought it was just like a cool hippie show where, like, you know, a no, carrot not. fucking yeah, it's about Jesus. And then they, uh, <laughs> That's, that's why that. That's why that fucking like cucumber has like the stigmata. There is <laughs> what? <laughs> what? There is a cucumber with stigmata. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's for, like little kids. It's about like knowing the ark and shit. They don't do like any of the cool Bible stuff. Oh. That's <laughs> One of my uncles is like a born again Christian, so like every Christmas. He would get us like Veggie Tales on VHS. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, in the 1980s, the Veggie Tales caused the satanic panic by telling kill- children to kill themselves. That's where they got the <laughs> idea from. Good. <laughs> what? Yeah, so pretty much what I could find to just kind of like as like a broad sort of definition of the satanic panic was for moral, um, was moral panic, which, um, it's two different definitions. The American one, the American definition, uh, emphasizes psychological factors while like the British ones are about, like, capitalism. Which is kind of what ours is about. But they just hide it in, like, a weird way where they're like, America's shit, it must be the devil or QAnon! They just, like... Whereas, like, other countries are like, oh, this is bad because of a normal thing. Wait, (laughs) so... So, both... So there's a U.S., like, moral panic thing with 
this and it was like, also prevalent in the UK. Well, this is just like a broad thing. Like moral panics are kind of like. Oh, okay, just, gotcha. But the, I, I wasn't. But the, there's two different definitions, and the and the one in the US tends to focus on more like psychological like 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 I said, like QAnon, fucking right. Uh, and then, okay, like the okay. other countries, are kind of more like, "Oh fuck, capitalism is killing us." Where we just find weird ways to say it. We're saying the same thing, but Americans are just like, "Oh, it's devils that are like tickling our buttholes when we sleep." That's why I can't get a job because we're stupid. We're a stupid country. Uh, the the satanic panic started in the eighties, and. Uh, so the reason I include that definition is I feel like it kind of fits in because there was a lot of shit going on in the 80s, which is to me why I think it's weird that we like look back on the 80s like it's this like super cool time now, like this nostalgia for the 80s. Because it's kind of like similar to what we're going through now, but with like better movies and cheaper drugs. Yeah, but those synthesizers, I mean, you can't beat them. Sure. They had like good, yeah, they had like good art that makes you not think about the fact that everything's going to shit. Uh, but other than that, yeah, drugs are cheaper. You could fill up your car on $5 of gas to that. Yeah, it's better. Never mind. Fuck it. We live in the worst <laughs> time. <laughs> yeah, so we, um,. So America, it was on the um, it was on the cusp of the Gulf War and the Soviet Union collapsing. That was in like a ninety one, and in the eighties we had um, we were invading Grenada, Panama. So there's a bunch of like military conflicts happening in the eighties, and like big ones coming up in the next few years. Oh, we had the there was uh, have you guys ever heard of Black Monday? Where the stock market like lost twenty two points in a day, oh, yeah. which was like the highest. So, yeah, there was like an economic crisis, um, AIDS, so a pandemic, and uh, you had the shittiest, and you had like a Hollywood guy as president who didn't know what the fuck he was doing and mishandled the pan. So it's literally like we're living now. Time is a flat circle. Yep. <laughs> That's what you're telling me. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, buddy boy. Um, and the response... Uh, that, well, I believe you. Well, there was also, like... So there was all this, like, shit going on. It was kind of, like... <laughs> like, these, like, economic and, like, you know, foreign dispute factors. And... Like I said, the, the HIV, AIDS pandemic. So there's all this shit going on. But at the same time, more women are going into the workplace... Uh, more women are becoming the breadwinners. Uh, there was like an increase in like minorities moving to the suburbs at this time. In the eighty, like it was at a point where now you can't with like the HIV/AIDS thing. You had to like you couldn't just like ignore that gay people weren't like a thing, which is what these people did. Um, right. And that kind of, that with a mixture of like twenty four hour. Uh, cable television and like the rise of talk radio read to like the rise of like the Christian right with like televangelists with like five hour radio shows in the morning. And, um, the, 
the weird like televised church services and stuff. So the rise of like the Christian like right wing was kind of happening mm-hmm. at that time too. Um, and Reagan was also like during his presidency was trying to make sure that the um, Equal Rights Amendment wasn't radic- ratified um, during his his first term as president. Uh, I found this the number of working women increased twenty seven percent during the eighties. So on top of like all this shit kind of going wrong, like in the country wise, economically, foreign relation wise, you know, health wise, public health wise, all this shit's kind of like happening. You had these people's i like moral ideals kind of crumbling. Of like the less traditional household where the woman stays home and the man works. Now it would be two parents working. Or instead of, you know, suburbs being all white, now they're becoming more diverse. And yeah. Isn't this like also the time where they started like using the phrase moral majority and like... Yeah. A lot of that stuff is like probably like reactionary stuff to just like literally just like demographics changing and, and, and like circumstances changing. Boy. White men just like flipping the fuck out because they don't know how to deal with it. One of the things, and I don't know if you'll know it by the name because I didn't, but like one of the things that was popular at this time, because like, like I said, it was like the rise of kind of like televised evangelicalism and fuck, I can't say that word. Evangelicalism. I don't know if I said it right that time either, but you know what I mean? Like that kind of shit. There was... There was all this kind of shit, and then what was popular were these things called chick comics, which I'm sure you've seen them. It's those like really gnarly ones that are like, like a black and white comic, and it's like a kid, two kids at the beginning, and then the one goes, "Try this cigarette," and the other goes, "Okay, what can happen?" He smokes a cigarette, and the next panel, the kid dies, and then it's just like really violent depictions of what hell is. They're like made to scare children. I don't know. I grew up with a Mormon kid, and that would be a thing they would like give out. Yeah, <laughs> they'd be like reading these comics, church. and it was they're like really fucked up. Yeah, they're called chick tracks. Yeah, yeah. That, that guy just died like a few years. Like he, the guy who made those, like died in twenty sixteen. I think. Well, that guy's kind of crazy because yeah, that guy the hated fuck Catholic. Are they doing at white church. <laughs> <laughs> that guy hated Dude, uh, Catholic like... people too. That guy rules. <laughs> <laughs> he was like Catholic Wait, people are also demons. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He's okay, like a. So it's like code for like Mexicans, basically. Mexicans, Italians, any of the you know, keep them out, whites. <laughs> yeah, Irish people. I'm guessing. <laughs> Hell, the French. The U.S. hates the French. We do hate the French. I don't know. We hate Tony Parker. We hate him for what he did. His crimes. <laughs> He's cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of like the setup to like just... I just kind of wanted to establish... I definitely wanted to do longer episodes on a lot of things, which is why I don't want to go into like a deep dive on these things. Uh, but the 80s, there was like a bunch of shit, you know going on both from an entertainment perspective and from like a political perspective. And that's the eighties is like the first time they kind of fucking smashed together and became, yeah, to you the, know, 
extent that it is, obviously. Yeah, I, so this makes me think of, too, like, this is also, like, sort of the, like, neoliberal, like, movement, like, being, like, fully realized, sort of, with Ronald Reagan. Sure. Because, uh, like, I was just thinking about this, like, Nixon, like, actually set up, like, different government agencies and shit, so he was sort of, like, the last New Deal type of president where he's like actually like he set up the epa he's yeah. a crook like not <laughs> no he's not like a real like no, he's bernie sanders they're the same but it set up the epa right and that is largely seen as a good thing yeah and then um, ronald reagan just got rid of uh like mental health mental hospitals mental hospitals they just have like yeah which, like, now I think about it, that could definitely, that's a, that's like a part of the satanic panic that you could directly connect to Nixon. Because that's like a big fear in like those horror movies where it's just like some escaped mental patient. And Reagan was literally like, yeah, go and be on the street. Yeah. So, it's a lot of like creation from their own doing. Yeah, well, like, uh, earlier when you said, you know, like, women are entering the workforce and en-, en masse, like, I don't know, it's weird, but, like, you could almost think of it, like, if they were smarter, they'd be like, hey, capitalism sucks because, like, my wife has to get a job now? Like, fuck this bullshit. And then become, like, you know, granted, misogynistic socialists, but... There's like a path for them. Yeah, because it's not like they had they got to stop working like twenty percent of men. Like, hey, I get to chill now. Oh fuck! All of us are working now. Great. <laughs> Must be fucking Satan. <laughs> yeah, but then it's like, yeah, it's the devil, and also like I'm punching my dick because I beat off too much or something weird. Like I don't know. Like evangelical Christians are insane. Yeah, and uh, just like a quick, so the main thing we're covering today in this is obviously there's like the D&D and stuff, uh, D&D, metal music, um, like this late 70s, early 80s was like the height of like slasher movies, so popular media was getting more kind of like, hey, isn't it cool to have like these like dark themes or like themes of evil or like horror shit in it which i'm sure just freaked out these people that were used to like the fucking big bopper and you know what i mean like this weird that now it's like ozzy osbourne like peeing on the alamo and chopping heads off on stages and D &D, which has like literal demons on the front of it and their kids watching like fucking michael myers movies and stuff it's that's that's are you telling me are you telling me they had a legit reason for being so fucking scared that they were crapping their pants and giving their money to, like, Pastor Hagee? No, what I'm saying is, like, I get why they're terrified because they're <laughs> stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is, like, so if these... If this was, like, the 80s and they were, like, you know, adults or, like, teenagers when, like the Manson family shit was happening. So they grew up like terrified of serial killers. And then these guys, their kids are like, yeah, I'm going to watch Friday the 13th, part 11. 
And they're just like, this is the devil! You should be afraid of these things! And they're just... Because they're idiots. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> what I want to cover mostly is the uh, satanic ritual abuse uh, aspect of it. Which... Which interested me because it's in like an amalgamation of just like a bunch of other like anti-Semitic, racist, conspiracy theories. So it takes stuff from the uh, blood libel stuff. Blood uh, libel. Yeah, blood libel is a conspiracy theory that like it's the adrenochrome thing, more or less. Then they drink the blood to stay young. <laughs> this, this is back in the eighties. <laughs> No, well, the blood libel thing goes back to, like, fucking... It goes back to, like, Rome, the Roman Empire. <laughs> it's, oh, like, yeah. an old-ass conspiracy. Yeah, it's just, like, what, like, the Roman Empire... Wait, the Ro I'm, Well, the I'm Roman sorry. Empire, like, accused Jews of, like, killing Christian babies. Okay. And, like, drinking um, their blood. So, yeah, I guess I just wasn't familiar with the name of that particular conspiracy yeah well it changed it the more it changes every time but yeah gotcha. the, but the okay. main thing of it's the blood libel thing and that's from like the rome that's from like the roman empire where they were and it also yeah so that's kind of the base of it and then it had aspects of the uh, salem witch trials of the red scare which you know still fresh a lot of people actually kind of still going on with like the soviet fear and I, yeah i was gonna say i was gonna say we're we're headed there i think like no matter what i like i honestly think that the left is like in for a shitstorm like yeah man we're just gonna, the second call of duty nixon comes out call of duty cia whatever the fuck this new one is <laughs> fucking george bush is a playable character in it what? Yeah. Yeah, you can play George. You can, have, you can have like George H. W. Bush and do like a lot of three sixty, like no scope type. Yeah, yeah. That's the whole game. It's like a command and conquer game, but with you're just like George H. W. Bush. Um Yeah, so the first person I wanted to cover, this is the kind of guy that kicked it all off. Uh is an author named Larry Prasner. Have any of you heard of him? The name's familiar, but I, I don't know. Um, so he was a psychi he was a psychiatrist, and he had a uh, he had a practice in Victoria, British Columbia, I believe. It just had Victoria here um, in my notes, but I'm imagining it. I'm just guessing it's probably the Canadian one. Uh, and in 1973, he started treating a woman uh, named Michelle Smith. Let's see. He was treating her for depression uh, related to her having a miscarriage. And she just, okay. kept she just kept telling him. She was like, she kept saying she had something important to tell him but couldn't remember it. Like, she just kept repeating that to through, through the sessions. Um then they had a session where apparently she just starts screaming for like half an hour and starts speaking like in a weird little girl voice. <laughs> she was just screaming and he's like, whoa, what the fuck? And she's like, I'm a little girl now for like 30 minutes. 
Was this, was this on your practical jokers? Was this sound? Yeah, this is how it started. They got practical. <laughs> this doctor got impractical choked by Q, and then he. <laughs> so, so this is what made me laugh. Apparently, they did after that. They did like more, just like sessions, and then he was like, "My diagnosis, you're fucked up. I'm going to hypnotize you, and do memory memory regression on you." And, uh, the memories they recovered were of a, were of a satanic ritual abuse that occurred from 1954 to 55 when she was five years old. So she's regressing. So when she was screaming, like, I'm a widow girl, she was like regressing back to her memories of being having a flashback. Yeah. To being in the Satan cult and, uh, also in Victoria. So. Uh, yeah so she said there's this weird shit in the book and I might be saying it wrong they read like a synopsis of the book where she was like kept in like a so she was like in this satanic cult and there's lots of stuff about sexual um sexual assault people being locked in cages torture like animal sacrifice like sacrificing children but then she also says she like actually met the devil and she talked to like God and she talked to all these like, you know, biblical figures. And then they were like, you're going to block these out until the time are right. So that's what she's telling this doctor. Okay. And, uh, and this doctor published all this shit. No, the doctor was like, you're insane, goodbye, and that's the end of the story. There's oh. no satanic panic. Nice. That would have <laughs> been the correct way to handle this situation. This is actually he what he did, at, which is kind that's of... not what happened. This is actually what he... <laughs> so, he believed he was on the verge of covering some, like, huge satanic conspiracy, so he, like, a Nicholas caged out. He was like, this is big. We got to tell the world instead of doing what a normal <laughs> therapist so he, would do. He, was, he bought into his patient's delusions. And was like, this is a- <laughs> like right away. He's like Harley Quinn. He's like the boy version of Harley Quinn. <laughs> and he just uh, spent like hours and hours and hours and hours trading her for like a year and uh, a half. He's like the kind of guy that would go like see a ventriloquist and like be like convinced that the fucking puppet's alive. Well, this is what's funny. It's like so, biggest fan. So he's been over a year doing like multiple hours of like therapy sessions with this girl. Jesus Christ! And by the end of it, instead of being like, "Oh, as a professional doctor, I should know," you're being an insane person. What he did was. He took her to the Vatican with him because they were going to warn the Pope of like what they found. Yes. <laughs> like they thought it was such a big threat, they like flew to the Vatican. Oh, and were like, my the Pope. God. I, I, I hope this guy was fucking like married and had to like explain this to his wife. He's married. <laughs> Actually, I was saving this for later. He is married, but he divorced his <laughs> wife and he married this lady. He married oh, yeah, his patient. Of course. <laughs> Wait, wait. You're telling me that this whole thing is like basically some guy like trying to cover up like his fucking like 
like extramarital affair and like now we're having to suffer the consequences of all of this bullshit <laughs> it seems more like role-playing to me it seems like yeah, like well, yeah it seems so like she's like, like i'm a little girl and he's like fuck all right and wait let's so see where this goes and then it went to devil stuff and he was like oh okay check please now I'm thinking, though, the that, like, it wasn't even, like, her devil stuff. Like, he was just having an affair with his one of his patients and then, like, got caught and was like, no, you don't understand. I have well, to take her to the I Vatican. Mean, <laughs> we must go and talk to the Pope. I don't think they actually talked to the Pope. I don't think the Pope let them in. <laughs> but, uh, it does, I couldn't find it, but I'm just, like, assuming wait, that wait, the Pope was, like... The Pope was like, this is bullshit. I'm not getting out of my big, golden, dumb chair. Like, I mean, I imagine I... it's pretty hard to see the Pope. It's probably true. Yeah. Pope's uh, busy. I'm sure he's probably playing Nintendo or whatever. <laughs> yeah. uh, in 1980, uh, the Doctor and Michelle uh, wrote a book called Michelle Remembers. And it was a uh, first-hand account of her satanic abuse. And it was a huge hit. Like, it was a big hit. <laughs> but, and here's what's pretty great about it. It was immediately, like, debunked by, like, by everyone. <laughs> like, a bunch of psychologists, because uh, they had, like, tapes of it. I couldn't find any of the tapes. But psychologists that listened to it were like, oh, clearly these are, like, staged things. So, like I said, it was, like, a weird role-play thing. It's like therapy degree was like just macaroni glued to a piece of paper. Yeah, he went to Waterbury <laughs> University. <laughs> so the tape, so that was the first thing. The tapes, a bunch of like psychologists were like, these sound staged. And then the next thing they did, because um, you guys remember me mentioning that she was in a nonstop uh, satanic ceremony for 81 days. So what they did was they went and like checked her records and there was no record of her missing school for like an extended period of time or like reported missing for an extended period of time. And they were like, yeah, it seems like you would have missed at least a week of school if you were in a nonstop satanic orgy for 81 days. And, um... Then her own father, Michelle's father, came forward. It's like, I can debunk everything. Also, the book makes no mention of her two sisters and that she fucking married this guy. Like, her own dad was like... Because <laughs> they didn't put it in the book that they got married. Yeah, well, why would you mention that? This is, uh, this is probably my favorite part of... So you basically my... wrote a fucking, like, like, a romance novel... And then, but like buried the lead and just like didn't tell you that. No, because like, in the book it's not about the them fucking at all. The dad had to be like, "Oh yeah, uh, my daughter's a liar. She doesn't mention her siblings, and also she's fucking this guy." Like no one knew they were fucking in the book. The book's just like a tell-all about this satanic cult. Oh, what the fuck? Uh, this is my favorite part about the book. Is that uh, the author himself? Uh, what's his, what's his name? Something Prasder. He had to withdraw uh, the assertion that the Church of Satan had abused uh, Michelle, because Antoine, because Anton Levey was like, "I'm gonna sue the shit out of you." 
And so we had to be like, look, I lied. Because Anton Bay was like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm suing you for libel. That's how you know, like, this is a creative endeavor, though, because, like, if you're going to, like, publish shit on, like, the Church of Satan or whatever, and, you know, they're an actual organization, like, if you're straight up fucking lying about them, they're going to prosecute the shit out of you. Just the idea of, like, this person that all these, like, uptight suburban, uh, these, like, suburban white, like, waspy (laughs) people are terrified of, because they were, like, terrified of Anton LaVey. Of him just dealing with an issue the exact same way they would. Right. Just being like, I'm going to sue you, buddy. You better stop smearing my name. (laughs) Which is, like, super hilarious (laughs) to me. Oh, man. That's Um, great. Yeah, so you think that would be the end of it for that guy, right? Well, I mean, like, given what's going on, no. (laughs) No. No. Yeah, um, so even after all that shit happened, and Anton LaFay was like, I'm gonna sue you, uh, he was considered a, um, like an expert on satanic ritual abuse. Like, he would be on all, like, the TV shows, and, like, oh my God. S- Sally, Jassy, Raphael, all those fucking shows, and they just ask him about, like, satanic abuse. <sighs> This makes me think of, like, when uh, MSNBC had that, like, body language expert. They're like, oh, yeah, Bernie was being very anti-woman by yeah. standing with a curved, hunched back. It couldn't be that he's, like, 94 years old. It would be more like if they had a lady on MSNBC, it'd be like, Bernie drinks the blood of children. <laughs> And is also the devil. And then Antoine and then Anton LaVey sued MSNBC because Bernie is the actual devil. Didn't didn't that like I don't remember that hundred percent, but didn't that like body language I remember that coming off as very anti Semitic to me. Like she was like Yeah, it was like right when they were terrified like a rat or something like that. It was when they were the most afraid of Bernie. It was like after Nevada. It was like when they were at their peak, like I don't know what to do. It was when everyone on MSNBC was saying that we were a Nazi movement. Hell yeah. I'm, I am super bummed out. I know we got to get, but I, I am super bummed out because if Bernie was like the nominee versus Trump, like how many of these people would be like, I gotta vote for Trump, man. Um, yeah. yeah, but uh, I'm gonna, you're going to like this a lot considering what you're <laughs> super into. Um, oh no! So this guy, he was a speaker at the first national seminar uh, that law enforcement were introduced to satanic ritual abuse. So a bu- so they had a fuck. police seminar, and then they were like, "Hey, you know this guy who got called out and like threatened to be sued by like the high priest of the Satanist church, and whose own, who's the subject of the book's own parents are like." Yeah, my daughter's a fucking liar. This guy's going to teach you about how to spot dangerous satanic cults and your... Oh my god. All these... You all fucking these... kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> all these fucking people are just weird LARPers. Like... <laughs> but this guy... This guy's going up in front of, like, cops... And this guy's like, training cops about how to deal with... Yeah, this guy's training cops about how to deal with fucking... 
satanic cults, which is, I don't know, a Sam Raimi movie and not real life. <laughs> Dude, I, I, this is infuriating. <laughs> he also joined this thing called the, uh, CCIN, which is the Cult Crime Impact Network, and, uh, continued... <laughs> It's just, it's really stupid. Uh, but this group continued to um, lecture police. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they did different police agencies. Like, you know, about how to deal with Satan and how to spot Satan. So pretty much giving cops. Like, these are the things you can say to say that, like, drug dealer you killed was worshipping the devil. Uh, oh my. And this has really nothing to do with it, but I thought it was funny. Um, one of the speakers that was part of the CCIN was a Christian um, evangelist slash stand-up comic. Uh, <laughs> named uh, Mike Warnke. And I'm going to play you guys a little bit of the Wonk Dog. Just, just like a minute, because... All those clips are like nine hours long, but here we go. Here is some comedy. Okay, God's one and only voice of comedy, Mike Warnke. Let's just hear his first I know bit. that when I walked out here, there are a number of you who have never seen me before. Some of you husbands are now elbowing your wives saying, I thought you said this was a Christian thing. <laughs> Praise God. If I'd know this is going to be a hippie deal, I wouldn't have come down here. You know, I don't like them hippie deals, Martha. And you told me this is going to be a Christian deal. You didn't say nothing about this being no hippie deal. If I thought this is going to be a hippie deal, I... Yeah, so that guy's talking to <laughs> police about how to stop saying. <laughs> the guy who's opening bids is just going, hippie, hippie, hippie. <laughs> that guy was teaching police how to stop Satan. <laughs> so cool. I hope he just took that bit and was just like, this devil deal over here. <laughs> how you spot a devil deal is, you know. <laughs> he's recycled the bit. Oh, no. What's super cool he's about... Like, what's super cool about this guy is uh, he got exposed as a fraud because he also wrote a book... Uh, but what he was saying was he was part of a Satanist like cult for nine months. Um, but all that was debunked. And also one of the things he said in his book is that he went to a he went to like a he went to like a Satanist a, a satanic ritual with Charles Manson. But the time he said he went with them is Manson was already in prison for you know doing the Manson crimes. <laughs> so in his book he's like yeah so me and fucking Charlie went to this satanic ritual but he was like in prison for the helter skelter fucking shit all these people are bad at their this guy he died recently but this guy still had shit like he had like a ra you can find full broadcast of his radio show on YouTube I might put some links in the comments but they're just like 50 minute lectures about like why Halloween is gonna make your kid a communist and like just wild shit so he he kept working after he was exposed for just making everything up what's this guy's name 
Mike Warnke? Yeah, I... You're going to have to send me that name after this because I, I honestly want to figure out how many... We could do a full episode on this fucking crazy guy alone, but he's just a minor character, but it's... Wikipedia says he's still alive. Oh, fuck. I I saw a thing that said he died. He had like a heart attack or something. We should I don't know. We could get him on the pod. have him on the pod and he can have another heart attack. (laughs) 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 He'd be like, hey, check it out. Charles Mantis behind you. And he's like, my friend Charlie! And he dies because he doesn't know... (laughs) You know what's funny is this guy just made up like hanging out with Charles Manson, which is the same thing Tarantino did for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So I don't know why we're giving Warnke shit. Oh, he's just creating. I haven't he's seen just that, creating but... art. Just, dude, this honestly makes you respect like Alex Jones, you know? Yeah. Like, like it, like he had to go. Like I don't know. It, it, he. Had his grift going. He's still going. I don't know. When does it end? It didn't. Well, I mean, it didn't end for these guys. So probably never. And these guys got like caught right away lying. I I just went to Mike Warnke's website, and there's like a big sticker that says Mike Warnke, and then like in big bold letters it says "Still Alive." <laughs> oh, so we're not the only ones that have that like question. Okay, I thought I already died. Um, I don't know. Yeah, and so seems like Herman Cain's uh, Twitter intern is also running this website. Herman account. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, and then around 1987, the Satanic Panic kind of um, took off in the media. Oh no, not in '87. There was a thing in like the '80s that kind of continued to kind of grow. Even if these people got debunked in '87, uh, Geraldo Rivera said that a million Satanists were trying, <laughs> were like trying to take over America. He said this like live on TV. He apologized for it later because it's an insane thing to say. <laughs> uh, oh, I said like, like there was reporters just going like, "Eh, look, my bad. I'm sorry. I said just a bunch of demon worship orgy so- hell." Child so in 1989, like almost 10 years after that book was debunked, uh, Oprah Winfrey had Michelle Smith on her show to just talk about the book that had been debunked. Which is weird, because remember that whole thing where she screamed at that guy for making up his heroin book? In like 2004? Oh, it's like million little pieces or whatever? Yeah, where that was a big thing where she was like, how could you lie about this? You had a person who's like, Everything about her book got debunked on your show. Yeah, but but it's like devil shit. Like this country's True. obsessed with that kind of stuff. Uh, here's like a crazy thing I found. So in the ni- late eighties, early nineties, they had these. <laughs> oh fuck! It was uh, they were children's picture books um, called uh, <laughs> "Don't Make Me Go Back, Mommy." <laughs> what? I'm sorry. I was, so they had these books that they put like in like. Oh my god! And they were in libraries and therapist office that were like these like weird like children's books about dealing with like 
you know, satanic calls, and they were called uh, "Don't Make Me Go Back, Mommy," a child's a child's book about satanic ritual abuse. So wait, so the it, presumably based off the title, like people's moms are forcing their children to go to satanic orgies. Or? I don't know because I thought when I found the name of it, I was like, "This is a bit." But you can find yeah. these on you can find these on Amazon. They sell these books on Amazon. They're like forty bucks, so I didn't buy one. But you can find them on Amazon. Which, yeah, um, yeah. And then in nineteen eighty four, um, our good boy Lawrence Prasder was um. Asked to be a consultant in the McMartin preschool trials, which is what we're going to be covering next. Um, and this is kind of where it gets, you know, graphic for the next two segments. So, just a heads up. Uh, do you guys know anything about this at all? No. Mm. Okay. You guys are ignorant. <laughs> um, so the Well, unmake us, so... Okay, but I gotta find my notes. That's why I said they because I lost place in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> so the McMartin preschool trials um, were this daycare in Manhattan Beach, California, which I don't know where that's at. Is that just like kind of like? I don't know. Uh, California's got beaches. Who knew? It's in one named after Manhattan. Yep. Um, and this, uh, the people, the employees, and the people who ran this preschool were accused of sexual sexual abuse, sexual abusing children, and satanic rituals. Uh, the first accusations were made in 1983, and the trials ran all the way to 1990. So it was a uh, yeah. It's, it, it was the longest and most expensive, like, trial in U.S. history at the time, this fucking thing. And, like, once we get into everything about it, it shouldn't have lasted fucking eight, six, seven years. It's fucking... Uh, okay, so here's how it started. Uh, one, of the, one of the kids at the daycare's mom, Judy Johnson, uh went to the police and said that her child had been sodomized by her estranged husband and a teacher at McMartin named Ray Buckley. Ray Buckley was the grandson of the school's founder. So he was like there a lot. And his mom was always like the principal administrator. Is that the principal? I don't know why daycare have a principal. <clears throat> They're, I don't know. I, I, some of those like daycares, they they they'll like have like a curriculum. Yeah. So yeah. So this guy, this teacher, uh, Ray, was like a third generation kind of, you know, person in this daycare. Um. Judy. She started to believe that her son. Fuck. She started to believe that her son was abused when he had uh, painful bowel movements, which is apparent. Which I don't, I didn't know that was like a sign of abuse. 
Uh, I never heard that before. Uh, like, like her son was like having trouble shitting, or like it was hurting him to shit, and she was like, "I suspect abuse." Like from I didn't know that was I don't I've never heard that before, but that's what she went and told the cops. That's weird. Uh, there's a lot I, of like. Sorry, what are you saying? Uh, the only reason I think that if there was like tearing and abrasions, then yeah, it would be painful too. Right, but I and I and I get like how you can get to that, but I've just never heard that as a thing. Oh, there's a lot of like things that are still like disputed about what kind of happened next. <clears throat> But, like, uh, some state sources, like, people that are familiar with the case, have said that they denied, that the son denied that he was abused. But then there's also people who are saying, like, he confirmed the abuse. Hmm. So. Uh, she also made a bunch of other accusations, including that people at daycare had sexual encounters with animals. Whoa. Yeah. And that Peggy, who I think... Yeah, Peggy was the administrator, was, like, drilling the children under the arms. Like like with a power tool? With, like, a drill, yeah. And uh, she also said that <laughs> Ray Buckley, like, flew in the air like a witch. Uh, okay. So... Yeah, there's some that are, like, legitimately kind of, like, terrifying, like, you're fucking animals and, you know, drilling holes in kids, and then there's just this fucking dude flying around your school like a witch. <clears throat> witch. Yeah. Uh, they questioned Ray, but they, obviously, they had no evidence of any of this, because it's insane. Especially, yeah. The witch part should have been where they were like, we're shutting this down. Like, if they're you're like, talking no, to someone, I can they're fly. like... I can fly like a witch. <laughs> <laughs> I can prove that I can fly like a witch, but I can't do those other stuff. Well, like, who is investigating this? Like, cops? Yeah, just like the local... It was at the local level. So they just questioned Yeah, so right these now. fucking idiots probably, like, were like, oh, shit, like... All right, I mean, so... local cops are local cops. All right, so you're not fucking with... any... You're not fucking any pigs, right? No, sir. All right, cool. I and, this is fucked up, but I'm gonna have to ask you this: Can you fly like like a witch? <laughs> I know it's stupid, but you just have to just yes or no. Can you fly like a witch? No. All right. Good day to yes, you, sir. <laughs> Jump off that roof. Prove you can't fly like a witch. Let's <laughs> see. Yeah, so the police didn't... Obviously, they questioned them, but there was not evidence. Uh, but here's what the police did, which is fucking, to me, insane. The police then sent a, uh, a letter to about 200 parents of the students at McMartin stating that their child might have been abused. So they found no clear evidence of this, but they wrote a letter to 200 of the parents at this daycare and uh yeah I'm just, it's a little long but i'm gonna read this letter 
September September eighth, nineteen eighty three. Dear parent, this department is conducting a criminal investigation on a involving child molestation. Ray Buckley, an employee of Virginia Martin's preschool, was arrested September seventh, nineteen eighty three, by this department. The following procedure is obviously an unpleasant one, but due to the rights of your children as well as the rights of the accused, the inquiry is necessary. For a complete investigation. Records indicate that your child has been or is currently a student at the preschool. We are asking for assistance in this continuing investigation. Please question your child to see if he or she has been a witness to any crime or if he or she has been a victim. Our investigation indicates that possible criminal acts including oral sex, fondling of genitals, buttock and chest area, and possibly and sodomy and sodomy, possibly committed under the pretense of taking the children's temperatures. Also, photos may have been taken of your children without clothing. Inform any information of your child regarding Ray Buckley having to leave the classroom alone with a child during any nap period, or if they ever observed Ray Buckley tie up a child is important. Please complete the enclosed information form and return it to this department in the enclosed stamped return envelope as soon as possible. So that's just what they said. who Ray Buckley is. Ray, Bu Ray Buckley is the guy who runs, he's the guy who can fly like a witch. Uh-oh. <laughs> 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 like the whole like, time you were like, well, who the fuck is this Ray Buckley guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ray Buckley flies like a witch. I thought that the that the lady was claiming that uh, her child was flying like a witch. <laughs> just claiming no. the guy, <laughs> which would have made I don't know. Yeah, she was claiming the guy was flying like a witch, which I don't know how she would know. This is even more dumb than I originally thought. Dude, so but great. imagine no, that was dumber. <laughs> the kid was doing witchcraft. <laughs> yeah, my kid. Yeah, my kid no, got my kid got fucked by this guy flying <laughs> like a witch. <laughs> and the cops are just like, "All right, I'm gonna find. Let me write this letter." Where can you imagine getting that in the mail? Of being like, "Look, we're doing an investigation. We haven't found that this guy did anything, but he might be sodomizing your children." And, like, ask them questions, and if he ever left the room with a student, let us know. It's like, he's like the teacher. He obviously did. That's, in, that's insane that they would send that out. That's... All right, well, um, I, I don't know, show up on Monday. <laughs> yeah, why don't you just, like, shut the school like, down? The why are you, word? like, still, like... Look, okay, so look, this guy might be flying around like a witch, but like, I, your kids will be fine. I think I don't know. <laughs> I've never, I've never heard of police department sending out like, dear Mrs. and Mr. Parrot, this is the cops. <laughs> your kid may have been sexually abused. XO, XO. The letter, <laughs> the letter was originally written in crayon for sure. It was just the kid. It was a kid like, I I fucking hate preschool. I want to get it shut down. <laughs> he was upset because he couldn't fly like his teacher. 
so several hundred, several hundred, several several hundred uh, children were interviewed by the Children's Institute International, which is a LA-based abuse therapy clinic run by some lady named Key McFarlane. And the reason her name's in here because people were like, she did a shit job at this because a lot of people um, are critical of her because they're saying the interviewing interview techniques she used were were not the best. They were on like highly suggestible children, and it was lots of like asking. Mm-hmm. Like just kind of asking very leading questions and then like invited children to pretend and speculate about supposed events. Like to like just to just ask a kid, like, what do you think happened? And when you ask a preschooler what happened, they're gonna be like I was with Batman on the playground and then the dog laid an egg and then it, a dinosaur came out because they're fucking like it's a lot of shit and then they took like, you know Oh, were there any witches there? Yeah, there's a witch. This guy was flying. And they're like, that <laughs> matches up with this thing. They were like, so it was like a very shitty way. I don't know. The, yeah. the way she was asking questions was leading and just kind of letting them talk. And just, yeah. Sounds like another person that wanted, a, wanted you know, the chance at publishing a book as right. well. Well, a lot of people say it may have led to false memory syndrome among a bunch of the children. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine being one of those fucking kids, like, now as an adult. Like, hey, was I pulled in for questioning about a witch that maybe abused me (laughs) once? Yeah, that's insane. So only 41 of the uh, 360 kids testified for the grand jury in pre-trial hearings. And fewer than, a, fewer than a dozen of the actual kids like testified in the actual trial. Uh, they had a, a bunch of kind of uh, clinical psychologists reviewed the videotapes of the children's like police interviews. And one doctor named Michael Maloney, who was uh, testifying as an expert witness during the trials on interviewing the children, he's super like, he was like very much like, this is bullshit. Uh, right. Saying they were improper, coercive, directive, problematic. And the adults were like kind of feeding the children lines to follow like a rigid script, kind of. So, yeah, that seems fucking, yeah. So, like, at the end of it, was there any actual evidence of any abuse at all? No. Um, They actually, yeah. A lot of the stuff they were describing that was getting more kind of... um, Kind of like bizarre, like the more kind of satanic-y um, aspects of it were matching up with a lot of stuff that was emerging from uh, a lot of shit from Michelle Remembers, kind of the satanic panic thing. So a lot of it was matching up with that. Um, in addition to... God damn it. 
That's crazy. So in addition to Michael flying, uh, the kids also said they saw witches, like a gaggle of witches, and then they traveled in a hot air balloon and were taken through like secret tunnels. Uh, Then they showed one of the kids like a picture. His name was... uh, this is the kid's name. They showed a kid a picture and like, did this guy was, was this guy there? Was, did this guy have anything to do with this? And the kid was like, yeah. And it turned out the picture was of Chuck Norris. <laughs> <laughs> and the kid was like, yep, this dude was there. He was with the witches and the devil tunnels. And it was like just a picture of Chuck Norris. Oh, man, that's fucking funny. Yeah, and the tunnels are a big part of this particular case. And, like, kind of conspiracy theories in general. QAnon's big on fucking tunnels. Where they have, like, secret tunnels underneath the place. And there were claims of, like, orgies at car washes and airports. Uh, people were saying they would, like, when they get done, like, doing sacrifices on the children, they would, like, flush them down toilets into secret rooms. <laughs> it's oh, absurd shit. that adults believe this shit. Like, they'd, like... <laughs> abuse a child and be like okay like and then flush him down a toilet like, into a oh sorry I was just yeah what were you saying I feel like it probably just broke a lot of people's brains like it's on its face like so absurd but like if you see enough people taking it so deadly serious that like they're having a court trial about hot air balloons and underground tunnels like your brain just kind of breaks and you're like well I guess that's real <laughs> I don't want to seem like the dumb guy who doesn't think that hot air balloons the secret tunnels full of orgies happen. Yeah, where they're just flushing children down toilets into <laughs> bigger yeah, rooms. Like, it's almost... I, I, it's so funny to me that... It's so funny to me that this is like... This happened and then there's like a court case and it's like a bunch of people taking this really stupid thing like... Seriously. Yeah, dude. Uh, there's another thing that happened where they noticed a bunch of kids were saying the words uh, naked movie star, and they are like, ah, that's some proof. And then like a bunch of the kids were like, oh, it's just like a I'm rubber, your glue thing. Like, Apparently it was like a thing these kids would say to each other where they'd say, what, what you say is what you are. You're a naked movie star. Like it was like a little thing these like dumb little kids said to each other. So that got debunked pretty quick. It had nothing. It was just, it was just some rhymes that someone would say in the playground, or yeah, it was like something. a playground rhyme, and they were saying like, "Oh, it's <laughs> There's like some fucking detective <laughs> in like a motel room with like newspapers <laughs> on the wall, and it just says." <laughs> You're a naked movie star. And it's like, what the fuck does it mean? <laughs> I'm just picturing Matthew McConaughey like fucking so inhaling half a cigarette, just thinking about this stupid shit. So, um, Judy Johnson, uh, the mother who you know started all the witch stuff, was uh, diagnosed as an uh, paranoid schizophrenic. <laughs> And uh, the prosecution's argument was that her mental illness was caused by the trial. But Judy Johnson was like, nah, I was like mentally ill the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) 
So they were like, oh yeah, this like whole traumatic thing about witches and demons, it drove her insane. And she's like, nah, I've had this for like a long, a long ass time. <laughs> Which should have thrown the case out. But it didn't. And, um... I just like... How the fuck did she get that far? <laughs> Where she's... Well, it's because, um... The evidence People of her... Well, the evidence of her mental illness was withheld for, like, three years. So all this shit didn't come out for three more years. A lot of her, like, forms were sanitized to, like, take out problematic stuff. Right. One of the protesters, like, left... left the case in protest and was, like, about that, which is, like, rightful to do. It's, like, if you were on a case... If you were a juror and you found out they were like withholding information, yeah. Uh, the Sun never Seems identified suspect. Ray Buckley in a series of photographs, which is what they said. Uh... Yeah, but all these kids were at the daycare, right? Mm-hmm. So of course they're gonna. He was a teacher, so like. So yeah. Fuck, it went on for 20 months of uh, preliminary preliminary hearings. And all the child, all the, the children's kind of um, testimonies were all wildly inconsistent. Can you imagine being a juror for this shit? <laughs> <laughs> so everybody hates the system. I don't, so, I don't believe people when... When I say, like, or when anyone says, like, abolish, like, it, so many people agree with that. Like, yeah. <laughs> stupid shit like this happens. Like, well, nonsense. Um, Amador, it's about to get, it's about to get sane. So just, it ends well. So, um, uh, oh, good. Michelle Smith and Lawrence uh, Prasder. Uh, the co-authors of that book that Anton LaVey sued them over started meeting with the parents involved in the case. So these liars started meeting with these other liars. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and they were believed to... Um, it's like why they believe that they influenced the children's testimony. These weird devil grifters. Yeah, naturally. Uh, there was only there was only one kind of um, someone to testify about like what could potentially be physically abuse, and it was from one of the little girls, and they took her to a. Uh, no, is this from? No, that's from another one. I'm sorry, I'm jumping ahead. In 1986, a district attorney. Called the evidence incredibly weak, and all charges. Oh, sorry, there's a bunch of names here. It was all the charges were dropped against Virginia McMartin, Peggy Ann Buckley, Marianne Jackson, Betty Radar, and Babette Spitler, who I guess were like teachers at the school and the people who ran it. Peggy Ann gotcha. Buckley and Ray Buckley had to. They were they remained in custody because they were still under trial and they were held for a million dollar <laughs> million dollar bail. Ray was denied bail. 
forget about like picturing yourself as like a jury. Like imagine being one of those teachers of like what they're they're saying we did child abuse and we're what <laughs> we're witches? We're like Satan witches? Well it looks like Whoa. What's uh uh D drop? No. Sorry, there's like a weird noise. Oh. It's happened before, and it's been on Kenny's end all the time. It might be on your end, I don't know. That was weird, Travis, you like cut out. Okay, sorry, yeah, there was like a weird little noise. I think it was the flying witches who cut out our feet. (laughs) Spooky season. No, but like, yeah, so it's weird that they were like, this evidence is incredibly weak. We're um, you're you're all free to go, but then these two other teachers, like, like you have to stay though because you still might be flying witches. We don't know. They're just like let let's just focus on the creepiest looking teachers and prosecute them for being creepy looking. Uh. In January of 1990, after three years of testimony and nine weeks of uh, deliberation, Peggy Martin was acquitted of all counts, and Ray Buckley was cleared of 52 of 65 counts and freed freedom bail after more than five years in jail. So this fucking guy was in jail for five years because of uh, this schizophrenic lady saying he, she flies like a witch. Any- evidence that he did anything right yeah nothing i could like find jesus christ man cool like fuck that guy's life's <laughs> well that's such a weird fucking looney tunes thing to happen he, I didn't even there's what a, the fuck uh, is going on and where was this manhattan beach yeah. california Ray Buckley, there was a second trial, and he was retired on six of the 13 counts, which were not acquitted. And eventually, like, all the cases, everything was dismissed against them. Like, they didn't have enough evidence. So this guy was just in jail for fucking five years. Uh, The trial lasted seven years and cost $15 million which was, at the time, the most expensive criminal case in the history of the United States legal system. Yeah, man. This reeks of, like, dog and pony show, like, people just trying to capitalize on people with mental illness. Yeah, and I have, like, one more that kind of runs uh, with this that I'll cover, and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, this one is about the Oak Hill Daycare in uh, Austin, Texas, USA, baby. Keep Austin weird. Arrest people uh, for shit. being the devil. State, state in town. Uh, Fran and her husband, Dan Keller, uh, own this small daycare um, in Austin. And they were accused repeatedly of sadistically abusing several children. Uh, How this started, this was in 91. I don't know if I said the year. So this was kind of like right after this whole big clusterfuck thing. 
which seems to be what happens with this, where it's like those idiot assholes write that book. That's all lies. Uh, that improv comic is teaching police how to murder Satanists, which he turns out to be a fraud. The uh, the first case we covered wrapped up in 1990. Everyone was you know acquitted of everything. It proved to be a huge waste of time and money. And then a year later, this happens. So it seems like all these things are getting like proven to be nonsense, but they just keep happening, which, you know. Yeah. I mean, mental illness can happen in any city, you know? Like. So... Yeah, so this is what. So this is how this one started. Um, a three-year-old, which this seems weird. A three-year-old was seeing a therapist. That what? Went, well, her parents got divorced. She was having like behavioral issues, but it seems weird that you send a three-year-old to a therapist. Yeah. And. Yeah, and the kid was saying that she was, like, sexually abused. The child's mom, child's mom called the police. And... Oops, sorry. I'm trying to find where that. My iPod turned... My iPad turned off. <laughs> yeah, so they went to the police. They talked to the therapist about it. And then two other children came forward with similar kind of accusations. Um, according to the children, they were served blood-laced Kool-Aid and uh, forced to have videotaped sex with adults and other children. They said the Kellers wore white robes and lit candles before hurting them. Children also accused the Kellers of forcing them to watch or participate in the killing and dismemberment of cats, dogs, and a crying baby. Bodies were unearthed in cemeteries and new holes dug to hide freshly killed animals. And once an adult passerby was shot and dismembered with a chainsaw. This is all what the kids are telling them, by the way. Whoa. Which it's like, those kids are super fucked up. <laughs> those kids are cool <laughs> ass pranksters. Like, I love this. Those kids are like cool fucking kids. It's also like such like an insane thing to be like. To have kind of like. Oh man, this sex stuff. It's weird. But also, I remember when I was like a kid, me and my best friend Brandon, we were like seven, eight years old. We told uh, everyone our parents fucked. We didn't know what the word fucked meant. But we were just like, yeah, our parents are fucking. And we told everyone this. Like teachers knew and stuff. And eventually both of our like sets of parents knew. And then they had to like call us into the office to be like, Hey, you little assholes, like, tell them what you're saying is just like a prank. And we were like, no, it's happening. And like laughing. We didn't know what it was. Like kids, like kids don't know. Like if one kid's like, yeah, I got this adult having sex with me. They might not know what sex means. And the other ones are just like, yeah, we're having sex with this adult too. Because they think it's like a funny thing to say. Because they're fucking three, four years old. They don't know shit. And then the shit about the chainsaw and all that shit. It's like, if you're a cop, that, sh that, that should be easy to prove. 
If these people are like dismembering adults mm. with chainsaws, I don't know. I don't know. Dismembering a crying baby? I mean. Well, they just killed a crying baby. The adult. An adult saw them burying the crying, the dead baby. And then they were like, Leatherface! And they just like chopped this adult <laughs> up. <laughs> Oh, uh, the kids also recalled going on plane trips. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Including one to Mexico where they were sexually abused by soldiers before returning to Austin in time to meet their parents uh, at the daycare. Yeah, that was... <laughs> <laughs> That's a busy day. That's... Holy shit, dude. That's so fucking stupid. They even Why had the... a... <laughs> These are fucking, like, oh, God. These are fucking adults. Like, well, I, I could see people seeing this and be like, oh, there's something I could take advantage of. Yeah. Well, but I don't understand the people that hear this and are like, holy fuck, man. <laughs> Is that real? Well, here's where it gets crazy. So one of the people um, who, like, they was chiming in as, like, an expert was just this, like, random dude who claimed to have recovered memories from childhood ritual abuse. Uh, and he was like, oh yeah, this is textbook childhood. This is textbook satanic shit. I guess some like, random dude was like, yeah, I have these memories. I remember them now. This is what this is. <laughs> and then uh, the parents all began to like call each other because they're freaking out that like, you know, obviously you freak out if your kid's like, yeah, I saw a man murder with a chainsaw and then flew to Mexico to get fucked by the army. You'd be like, well, what the fuck? And then you'd call, like, the other, like, what's happening? What's going on with our kids? Uh, but then the parents started getting contacted by a group called um, Believe the Children, which, I don't know, does that sound familiar? Is there anything happening now? Yeah. QAnon. QAnon. This is QAnon. It's all QAnon. They're all. Yeah, for for sure. Everybody that was into that shit that's alive today is definitely a QAnon uh, person. Amador, again, this is gonna fucking really make you happy before you go. On with it. I'm sorry to cut you off, but uh, guess who? Yeah, sure. Guess who organized the? Uh, guess who organized and created the Believe the Children movement? Guess. Yes. It's the parents from the Big Martin school. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I know we wasted everyone's time and money, but that schizophrenic said that teacher was a witch. Why would that schizophrenic lie and say that that teacher was a witch? You know, what, what's even more pernicious about this shit is that, like, they're trying to, like, go into like the court system and like gain a an edge like gain some sort of precedent where you know their fucking bullshit like is believable and they can make money off of like this whole fucking thing right i i believe this is like a weird money grift thing well and the i agree too because the kids at the daycare repeatedly Questioned by parents, therapists, law enforcement. Like a lot of things that can make money. So I think if you wrap it up in this case, 
Because that fucking... The Big Martin one took like seven years and cost $50 million. Like someone's getting... It's for sure a grift, but it's crazy that these outlandish, crazy, stupid grifts have like such intense political relevance even to today, like 30 years after the fact. Well, and here's kind of... I don't know. I do the same thing, but I think it kind of made them look guilty. Is the Kellers uh, at this point were like, fuck this, I'm out of here, and they left. They left Austin. And later they explained the decision was because of the uh, draconian sentences imposed on like other daycares that were being accused of this shit. Which, yeah, that fucking, the, the guy who got accused of being a witch was in prison for five years. While yeah. he was try- and then he eventually was acquitted of everything. So he literally, like, the courts decided this guy did nothing wrong but five years of his life. Just wasted. Just wasted. This. And he can never do his thing again. They tore yeah. down the McMartin school, by the way. They tore it down because, like, you can't just be like, oh, yeah, the, we're all innocent because you're going to get these fucking freaks. They're going to be boycotting it. You know what I mean? So you can't go back to yeah. your normal life. Like, your life's just fucked. So I get it. They fled the um, they fled the state. Uh, they eventually faced this only a six-day trial. Um, the first child, whose testimony began the investigation, claimed he act. She actually claimed there was no abuse, and she had been coached to claim um, that she was abused. Uh, there was one testimony of physical abuse, uh, or like physical harm from the girl from like a doctor. Who said something? There was like a tear in the hymen of the the girl who accused him. Um, and the killers. That's all. That's all the evidence they had is that a doctor's like, yeah, there were tears in this girl's hymen. And the killers were found guilty and given forty eight year sentences each. What the fuck? Uh, they were released in. 2013 because that doctor testified and um, essentially was like oh yeah I fucked up because that tear could be from you know anything it was I don't know if it was yeah. the same as like popping her but it, it could be from you know gymnastics or it could be from you know jumping or you know what I mean just like doing fucking kid shit like it's not necessarily I fucked up, and so that's the only abuse. That's the only evidence they had. Is they're like, well, hey. they're acquitted now. They yeah, spent that. that oh, sorry. They, they spent twenty years in prison. Yeah, I just looked at it. That's fucking insane. Yeah, and then this doctor was like, "Oops, I fucked up. This is not like a sign of." Yeah, I mean that, like that, just alone, like you can't build. A case off of just that? That's what... Uh, like, this is kind of... So, Hillary's going through, like, a paralegal course and having to read, like, actual books about, like, the law and, like, shit that people read in law school and, like, the incredible, like, how difficult the... How difficult that is and, like, all the fucking nuance 
and the like specific way that you phrase things and the complexities of the law. And it's like, yeah, it's very hard to be a lawyer, but like, it seems like after you get out of law school, they just fucking wing it. Like, it's just how the fuck, like, there's no way. I like, how the fuck does that happen? Where somebody makes a fucking court case based on like, the testimony well, of four-year-olds that have obviously been coerced. Aspects of trials is like, you know, theatrical. Right. It's convincing like some of the these, jurors to be like, oh, yeah, I'm on this guy's side. Yeah. Like, it's, some lawyers are fucking full of shit, but they, you know, they can weave like a story that, you know, Dude, watch any documentary I mean, about the OJ trial, and those lawyers are just like, "Yeah, we thought this was like a good yeah. bit to do." Like they're all like open about like they're like, "Yeah, this would like stick in people's heads, and this would be like a fucking, this would be like the tag for my like defense bit." And it's just like it's fucking weird. They yeah, yeah, yeah. So on November twenty sixth, twenty thirteen. Travis County District Attorney, which is where I live right now, and is also my name. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun facts. Uh, they released the wife, who was 63 at the time. So, yeah, most of her... At that point, you come out of prison, you're just like a senior citizen now. Yeah, I would say that's like most of your life at yeah. that point. And her husband yeah. and her husband was released around the same time, within a week uh, of that. But just like to imagine, like your whole life, you're in this prison. You haven't seen your husband probably in twenty. I don't know if they had like any type of communication. But then it's like this thing where they let you out, and they're like, "Oops, this doctor like fucked up." Oh, I would kill that doctor. I'd like yeah. to track him down and murder him. Well, the state of Texas um, compensated them and gave them $3.4 million. But it's like, dude, what are you going to do with that? You're like, you're not going to, there's no way you can have fun with that money. Like, no. You were in prison for 21 years. Like, all your friends have, like, you know, disowned you or, like, forgotten about you or have moved on or. God forbid, died because they're in their 60s. You're not used to, like, you know what I mean? I have friends that were in prison for just, like, a year. And, like, being in apartments, like, fucking weird and sensory overlord to them. Like, you're you're not going to want to just go back into society after that. Like, you, these people's lives are just fucked. And it's not like, like, I don't even know what you fucking would do at that point. You have that money, but you sure, like, you can't. Like you said, like twenty years after the fact, it's like yeah, nobody you go left back in your to life normal. that will associate with you. Like, like if for whatever reason, like you guys hadn't seen like your girlfriends or your fiance in like twenty years, and then for whatever reason, after twenty years, you're like, okay, well, if you can go back to living to normal, I don't think there's any way you could possibly just go like, okay, cool. We're going to have breakfast and it's going to be like, this is normal. You have like 20 years of shit. That's like, yeah, that's, that's a lot of time. 
I don't know, and all for this like weird bullshit. All this weird like Yeah. Just fucking nonsense. And I felt like that's the aspect I wanted I know it was a kind of an intense episode, and I'm sorry about that, but uh I feel like that was the aspect I wanted to cover when I started doing the research on it. Because that's what's happening now with QAnon and the Save the Children. And like Earlier today, even, like, Fox News is trying to um, paint this narrative that we need to see Hunter Biden's emails because there may be pedophilia stuff on there. And they're just – that's the common thing. It's a thing that's been going on forever, as I said with the blood libel thing, back to the Roman Empire. Every fascist regime does that. They did it in Chile. They did it in Nazi Germany. Where they just accuse, like, leftist, or they just accuse, you know, socialist, like, communist. Oh. They go, these people are pedophiles. Because then in people's minds, when they're getting, like, executed in the streets, you're not executing a real person, you're executing a pedophile. You know what I mean? It's a way of, like, dehumanizing your opposition. And it takes away from the shit that actually, like, matters. It takes away from actually helping the children, because all these dumb assholes are mad about cuties on Netflix. Yeah, none of those people give a fuck. I, and I know this is like a tired like thing that I've heard people say, but it, I mean, it's fucking true. Like These people do not give a fuck about all the kids in ICE detention centers. They don't care about them. Like right. If they actually cared about them, I actually feel like they're crazy enough to where we, yeah, maybe we could get something done because they, they're bound to do something insane, right? Um sure. But they don't care about that shit. It's all this weird hypothetical, like, oh, like, the Bidens are involved in this shit and the Clintons and, like, you know, it's... Obama, deep state cabal, where they're abducting, yeah. yeah. None of it makes sense. Adrenochrome and fucking, yeah. And every instance, too, of, like, proved child sexual abuse. It's not like QAnon people show up about sure. the Catholic Church or, like you said, the sexual abuse going on in ICE detention centers or, I don't know, like the guy that's president that has been like photographed with Jeffrey Epstein like, a thousand fucking times. Right. It's all this weird projection. I would just say this. If if any of like their crazy-ass conspiracy theories were true, like of adrenochrome was like an actual real life chemical that gave you superpowers that you got from raping and drinking kids' blood, uh QAnon people would be like the first people doing <laughs> doing that shit. Right, like Trump would for sure be doing adrenochrome. Yeah. I mean I that's mean, what he did at Walter Reed, so Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, he he's he got like treatment that is based off of like, you know, stem cell like research and science and shit so he was literally guzzling adrenochrome by like the gallon he was like i don't don't give a fuck kill more kids make me healthy yeah it's like don't get lost in the details QAnon. like your your leader is doing all the things you're worried about too yeah they're never worried about a kid dying in a drone strike in like fucking syria they don't care about that. Yeah. They're like, well, he was going to grow up to be a terrorist anyway. And it's like, all right, well, the kid sacrificed to the satanic call. He could have grown up to be a fucking 
You don't fucking know, dude. You... I don't know. It's, um... But yeah, I feel like that was, like, the important thing to kind of cover about that. And, uh, a lot of the things I was reading, because I was just, like... I just kind of, like, Googled just, like, opinion things about, like, why was it... Why is it all, like, daycares? Outside of, you know... Outside of it's just like a place yeah. where a bunch of kids but, gather, and a lot of people back to what I was saying at the beginning with the eighties, where the tide's shifting, where it's more you know, these Christian fundamentalists were upset that it's like the women weren't staying home and doing you know women's work, and a lot of the one of the things I read was like a lot of the child uh, people who worked at daycares were like gay men. So it was like this kind of thing where that was their way to project onto like, I don't like it that these weird traditionalist values are like changing. So I'm going to try to scare kids, people into not letting their kids do these things or scare the parents into staying home. Does that make sense? Yeah. Or I'm taking advantage of, you know, some lady that has mental issues and I'm gonna litigate this shit in court sure <laughs> yeah it's yeah and the broader political ramifications of that are what we're experiencing today with people like Amy Coney Barrett and dumb QAnon assholes oh yeah Amy Coney Barrett for sure was a satanic panic lady I mean, it's that the same sense. thing, like, and I could just remember, like, when I was a kid, uh, before the internet, like, was in common use, like, the way you talked to your friends about, like, an R-rated, like, horror movie or some, like, fucking rap album that you weren't supposed to be listening to, and, like, how everything just got passed around on these rumors, and you, like, picked up and these shit got, like, crazier and crazier. Yeah, and shit just kind of, like, it's like a game of telephone. So, like, it, I, I can imagine some weird woman with like mental health issues hearing her kid talk about this and being freaked the fuck out i remember the thing when i was a kid was um people would be like there's like a cut of the robocop movie that's rated x and like when he shoots people their blood's like metallic and like whatever it's like shiny blood and shit we were like seven years old, so that's just like a thing a seven-year-old said, and then the rest of us were like, that's fucking cool, and just decided that, and we'd draw like RoboCops, we'd draw like the blood with like glitter and shit, it was like, because you're like seven, you don't know shit, so it, you're absolutely right, where it's just like, that's how shit gets passed around when you're like a little kid, and to just like yeah. trust, to, to be like, hey, is this happening to you? Like, those kids are going to talk about it the next day. If you, like, kind of plant a seed at all in that kid's head, that's where they think the weird shit about flying on planes and, like, witches comes from. Where they just, like, did this man take a naked picture of you? And then they're like, yeah, and he also is witches and hot air balloons and the movie Up. We're the movie Up. And they're like, okay, cool. We're going to ignore all, like, the other stupid fucking shit little kids say. And we're just going to kind of focus on this one thing and we're going to use it for some type of political leverage because we don't like the way the country's going. 
Yeah. Uh, I think that's all I have. If you guys want. To... <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that that was really interesting. I I of all the satanic panic stuff covered, I've never. I'm not familiar with you know any of this, so it's really good. Yeah. I really liked the guy that got caught having sex with one of his patients, and then we all have to live with the consequences of that like 60 fucking years later. <laughs> I like that's what I like. Well, and what's funny is both those people, uh, Michelle and Lawrence Prasder, were both like devout Catholics. And a lot of things I read were pointing out like how like hypocritical it is. It's like, oh, you two divorced each other? And it's like, they're still doing that. They've always done that. Like, liberal, kind of, like, upper middle. They've always done that. Where like, don't you think you're being a bit hypocritical? It's like, these people don't give a shit. These people went yeah. to the Vatican and were like, this thing we both know we're lying about, the Pope, stop it. They don't give a shit about integrity. <laughs> they care about integrity. They wouldn't have written a book and tried to make the Pope read it. <laughs> but, I mean, that's, like, the level, like, I mean... That is the level I think that, you know, religious people should have to deal with. Yeah. Like, people in power, like the Pope. Yeah, the Pope oh, yeah, should... they should definitely have to deal with those yeah. fucking crazy assholes. Yeah, it's like, here you go. You climbed the fucking ladder, and now you have to deal with this, these fucking insane assholes. And this could just, just... be me being dumb, but I don't get how in either of these cases... The separation of like church and state does it come into this? Because this is clearly like a religious based thing, right? Or the religious angle was there for both of them. For sure, I would assume that the court cases revolve more around the abuse part, sexual abuse, and maybe I don't know the satanic shit just got put in there as like a, some form of psychological abuse, even okay. though like it was clearly the lawyers or somebody's trying to like appeal to people's fear religious yeah. fear but i was gonna say it's it's an easy foil uh, all of these christians are worried like you said there's a moral panic they think that you know movies are too edgy and that i don't know music videos are too sexual like these are all of this well, shit, like, it's just compounding upon itself to where, like, the sky is fucking falling for these people. And I don't know if I phrased it right up front, but that's, to me, when I read that, what struck me about, like, the definition in America or a moral panic is more like of a, it seems to be psychological in nature, where other countries, I mean, there's a lot of crazy shit in other countries, but other countries seem to go... Oh, this is from capitalism. Like, things are bad because of capitalism, and people are either like, fuck it, I don't care, I want to live in this weird Philip K. Dick, children of men dystopia. I don't care. <laughs> or they're That's... just like, woe is me. But in America, we go to like great lengths to be like, oh, it's a movie about the devil, or it's like a video game. Or it's this that's causing all this dysfunction and like poverty and sickness in our society. And it's like, no, maybe it's like the weird people that tricked you into voting for them. 
like the 70s. Maybe it's Nixon. Maybe it's Reagan. Maybe it's fucking Barry Gold. Maybe it's those people. Maybe those people have a problem. But they're like, no, nah, it's devils and some guy named Q. Yeah, it's a lot of like digging into like whatever your spiritual like stuff is and like trying to find answers and meaning in a world that uh you know at least in this country is not as good as it seems well i would think too like a lot of it probably has to do with after the fucking civil rights movement happened civil rights movement kind of happened in the 60s and the hippie movement and everything and then like republicans were basically kind of becoming (laughs) irrelevant so they're like shift to maintain some sort of power was to like prey on people's fears of these changing of shit changing and then they're just like like well most people are christian so let's sure start putting these fucking like and like most people are still fucking racist and most people still have these like fears so let's like validate them and that's what gets so dangerous about with where and i don't want to get too into it because i for sure want to do a full q anon episode because i feel like we have to but how they switched their branding now to the save the children thing and i feel like it was the case with the satanic panic where they're like you don't want to look into this because what do you not care about the children and it's like a way i mean i think like any halfway intelligent person can go i do but this is these are why these things are different this is why it's not like a to b but like a bunch of outside people that aren't very active in politics or there's like so many like wwe or like fucking ufc guys or in like save the children stuff now and it's like I, i genuinely don't believe that they're QAnon people, I just think they're like the same dipshits that fell for the fucking Coney shit. Like, I feel it's someone who's like, these kids are being abused, this is the right thing to do. But then next thing you know, they're fucking slowly getting fucking pilled by these Q people. And I feel like that's how this was with the Satanic Panic. Where they were like, your kids are in danger. Do you want your kids yeah. to be in danger? Here, read this religious text. Read this... Oh, by the way, the only way to keep these new ideals you have in your head from corroding is to vote for fucking Ronald Reagan or vote Republican. So, and it's like a two pronged process where you appeal to someone's fucking kind of sense of That's so empathy I... for like, um, you, you appeal to their sense of empathy to be like, Oh, you don't want kids to get hurt. Right. And then when they're like, how do I stop that? You indoctrinate them into this, fucking religious right-wing shit and then you go the only way to keep the children safe is to keep this thing in power and then next thing you know you have a bunch of fucking alex joneses fucking walking around <laughs> sorry that was a tangent i didn't mean to uh, that's that's where we are like yeah, yeah. That's, that's the repo- that's i mean both parties are shit like the i know like a fucking rip on the Republican Party a lot. Liberals, <laughs> liberals are good. Have you seen the Abby Hoffman movie? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. No. Well, we'll watch that this week for yeah. Um. Yes, yeah, yeah. so I think that's a good place to wrap it up. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so we have a Facebook page, The Punch Dunk Love. Nope, that's the other podcast. <laughs> it's uh, we have Suspend Doctors Podcast. You can find us on uh, Facebook. You can email us at uh, SpendDoctrinsPod at gmail.com. If you want to have any, if you have any stories you think we should cover or just want to yell at us, go ahead. I don't think any of us check it besides Zombador, who just signs up for Steven Crowder mailers <laughs> on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, rate and subscribe. And uh, I think starting this week, we're going to kind of change the format up a bit. And uh, we're going to do kind of a main episode. That comes out Monday, Tuesday, whenever we, I don't know, upload it. And then we're going to do like a episode in the middle of the week, Wednesday, Thursday, where we just kind of cover, we watch a movie, cover current event stuff, and just kind of shoot the shit, and it's going to be more relaxed. Uh, so hopefully that will keep the episodes a little bit shorter, a little tighter. Uh, we also still get to cover everything that's going on, because the world's just constantly burning. Uh, yeah, so, no, that should be starting this week, and, uh, please rate and subscribe, uh, even all the weird right-wingers who hate listen, subscribe to the podcast, we appreciate you, <laughs> just give us five stars, and then, I don't know, call us commie bastards or fucking whatever bullshit you want to do, but just give us good reviews, and, uh, yeah, goodbye, for ever.